and we are back. Marhaban. Language for this week is Arabic. Arabian night. <laughs> Cody, what's Arabic? Mm, I think it's Middle East language. You mean Arabic? Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Nate was trying to get me to say, what did you say? Canadian? Canadian. It's not even a language, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it is. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a language. You're right. How would you say hi in Canadian? Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, eh? Oh, that's Australian, I think. That was an Australian accent. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> how would you say? How would you say hi in Australian? Uh, Valerie, we really need you right now. To refocus the group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus. Uh, so we got uh, me, Kevin Stuckey, uh, Cody Jewelert, mm-hmm. Nate Luke, back for Pursuit of Purpose, and we have a special guest today. A very very, 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 very special guest. May I introduce? Drum roll, pod- please. On oh, Valerie Stuckey. Wow! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there she is. Uh, we we've got her pretty nervous, don't we, Cody? We do. Yes, we do. And uh, why is that? I don't know. She's got more notes than you probably have taken for a sermon in <laughs> seven months. I can't help I, it. Let's. How many years? Thirteen years, probably. Actually, is mm. the is the answer to that. <laughs> um, yes, mom's here to talk. And can I call you mom? Would that sure, be? Sure, that's okay. Yeah, that you be? have been for a long time. Yes. so you might as well keep it up. <laughs> mom's going to talk with us um, about forgiveness, and um, it's a it's a topic that I think all of us deal with in our lives on varying levels for some that's it's very big things right like extremes and that's that's where i've spent a lot of my week this this week preparing for this is just listening to so- stories of really extreme examples of forgiveness mm-hmm. and i you know it's it's like i said a few weeks ago you know when we were on here i was I was talking about your story and uh, Cody and talking about some other things, but it's easy. It's easy to see maybe, maybe how God moves more clearly in the extremes of life. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's just normal day to day things, sometimes we don't think about the need for forgiveness. Like we, uh, sometimes see in those extreme cases and, and we're in awe and maybe to the point where we don't think that we could forgive like that because maybe we've not faced a situation like that. And so I, forgiveness is a big deal, but, but if we talk about extremes and we are going to talk about extremes a little bit today, aren't we mom? Yeah. Um, but as we talk about forgiveness, understand that even when we talk about these extremes, that, that these same principles can be applied to every aspect of, of your life. And it, and it really is just looking at it and filtering it through your life experiences and seeing how healing can come through forgiveness and being forgiven. Um, and ultimately, you know, we have 
the greatest example of that in Jesus Christ. And, and of course, I mean, you know, that's where it begins and that's where it ends for us. Um, so that, that will be our topic. And, and, you know, my mom's, uh, said she'd come on and, and talk about this. She is, uh, what is your actual title at, um, at East Clinton, the school? I'm the school counselor, uh, middle school counselor at East Clinton. And so you'd probably deal with this topic a lot. Now in that environment, you can only talk about it in, in a certain way. Like you can't really get into the biblical aspects of it. That's true, but I feel like those, uh, even though it's, I can't use biblical words, the, the love concept is, you know, a part of our lives. Like you don't have to be a Christian to love people because mm. everybody loves somebody, Right. you know, everybody has that love ability. Um, but I feel like when, you know, I'm able to share, um, from, from a part where I love the Lord, uh, and help them see these concepts without you know, saying, this is from the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Be ye kind, one to another, tenderhearted and forgiving. Yeah. Like, I can say that to them, and they don't know it's biblical. This is biblical. the whole concept is. This yeah. is biblical. This is one I use with Paul all the time. Make good choices. <laughs> that And yeah. that's biblical. <laughs> there's something biblical about that. Yes, there's absolutely something biblical about that. <laughs> well, uh, we talk about forgiveness, too. Like, you know, we we need forgiveness in we need forgiveness when someone inadvertently wrongs us, when someone knowingly wrongs us, when someone wrongs me and, and comes to me repentant, when someone vengefully wrongs me over and over. Um, you know, but when we talk about forgiveness, all of those things aren't about them. It's about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way we respond to those things that have been done against us. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. responses have to be biblical. <laughs> and, and, and ultimately, I mean, in anything in life, as we grow and learn, you know, we, we do worship and, and church corporately. And, and the corporate aspect of that is extremely important. But ultimately, it really comes down to you personally and how you're going to handle, you know, life each day in and out you know, and, and, and ultimately like within you and how you deal with other people. So, so the corporate aspect is huge. It's a big deal, but ultimately like you cannot control anything else. Anybody else does. You can only control what you do and how you handle those situations. Um, and that's where healing can begin, you know, and, and be an example for even others. Well, l- before we go into this, cause we're really getting heavy early. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, we got, we have way more joking to do before we, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this felt weird. For some <laughs> yeah, my heart was throbbing. <laughs> it was getting, yeah. you were already starting to like scratch your leg and like, you I was know, buying in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like we're going there. Let's go. <laughs> and, and absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for this topic. Um, few things before we had some sound quality issues last week, uh, mm-hmm. that we, th- we were pretty sure we've got fixed. Yes. Nathan. I, I mean, hopefully I'm no, <laughs> I'm no Brian, but oh. I hope, I hope. <laughs> dang, Brian Stuckey got a plug. He did. Oh, it, you know, the beauty of Brian being the sound guy, he, he can, can only hear out of one ear. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember sitting right beside him that first Sunday I was helping out. And, uh, I was like, Hey Brian, 
I wasn't tapping him on the shoulder. I was just like, hey, Brian, Brian, Brian. And I said it like five times. And then you had to come over and tell me that's his bad ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't talk from that side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, uh, it's like some of those um, professional singers or uh, really, really good musicians who like, you know, um, don't have like they're blind or they, you know, mm-hmm. and they're always like incredible. Yeah, that's what he is. He's like heightened senses. A man. savant, savant, yeah. savant. That's the right word. <laughs> savant of sound technicians. Um, Brian Stuckey does not hear sound. He sees sound. <laughs> he sees it. <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so yeah, I think we got that fixed. We had our first church service last week, fellas. What'd you think? Went good. How'd it go? I like the wave. Oh, dude, yeah, we did we, the wave. We need to do that more. Yeah, definitely. Would you, Nate, be our hype man? No, next? I thought Jacob Zink did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> he should definitely stick with that. Treasurer and now hand raising guy. Yep. Oh, ooh, we're gonna be a hand raising church. If we keep this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that'll be the day. I, I want to <laughs> see. I want to see. I want to see Tom Boyle and Gene Boyle with the hands in the air. That's 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 enough. I'm adding that to my bucket list there right you now. Go. Well, okay. And you can have Jacob when you say something really amazing. Yeah. Oh. Like start away. Oh. <laughs> I'll yeah. probably have to cue him because I don't know that he listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, go. He's usually got his eye cl- eyes closed in the back. So. Yeah. 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 You have Jackie O'Dell and Harvey Pierce back there napping. <laughs> <laughs> and then this week, first week back in the building. Nine a.m., ten thirty a.m. Uh, if you haven't signed up, sign up for a service online, um, or you can get a hold of Paige or Terry or myself, and that is Paige Dalton. Um, okay, uh, I think that's it. I'm excited. Keep praying about that. That's a that's going to be a really cool thing, Mom. You talked about. And I mentioned this in my in the message. Well, I guess if you want to call it a message, it was more like a you know town meeting yeah. than it was a message. But I mentioned one of the things I mentioned was you talked about your church going back uh, several weeks ago, actually, and you said you know one of the most meaningful things there was worshiping together. And I mentioned that yeah, it is beautiful to worship together. Yeah, There's something yeah. special about it. And I talked about just you know there are a lot of things that like content. Even this podcast is an example. Mm-hmm. You can listen to this, and I feel like you know I've even went back and listened to it, and just he, he'll say Cody will say something, and I'm like you know in the moment working <laughs> on you know my computer or writing notes or doing something while he's talking, and then I'll go back and listen. Like oh my goodness, I haven't done that with you yet, Nate. Oh, ouch! I'm joking, of course, um, but. To go back and listen and just be like, oh my goodness, like that was incredible. Yeah. I wish that I would have keyed in on that when he said it the first time. <laughs> but um, I think there's content like you can get you can get a lot out of content, speaking and listening to people and you know those kinds of things. But it is extremely hard to replicate, you know, worship where it's meaningful when you know when you're not together. I mean, that's what it was designed for. That's when God, you know, he, he said, "Do these things when you gather together," and that was one of those things. Yeah. One of those big things is is worship, and so it, it, you could tell and you could feel. I mean, there were just moments where I was like, oh, 
man, I've missed this. Right. Man, I've missed this. So, but uh, yeah, coming back together, going to be inside. And uh, I'm excited to see what this next chapter is, you know, what it'll be for us. Um, it's been a wild ride, but I think a very amazing journey, if I may use that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, over the last several months and coming to this point. So, okay, let's get into our topic today, which we already have kind of brushed the surface of it, but, um, you know, maybe a good place to start, you know, talking about those extremes and really maybe piggyback off that would be your story, mom. You know, one of the reasons that I had uh, asked you to come and join us is because you have um, you have a very powerful um, story of forgiveness in your life and what that looks like. And, and so, you know, maybe start from the beginning of that um, and uh, kind of how everything transpired. And then even like those early emotions, you know, in that and, and, and dealing with that and how long you carried that before you came to a place where you understood you know, moving into forgiveness and what, what that ultimately brought. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So I suppose, you know, I have a lot of stories that I could tell you about forgiveness, but probably the earliest one is one of the life changing ones. I didn't become a Christian until I was 18. <clears throat> and so when I went to church, everybody at church had been a Christian their whole lives. And I was a newbie. I was green. Um, I looked up to them and thought they had it together <clears throat> and that their walk with Christ was um, perfect. Uh, and I had, and so I felt very insecure in my, in my faith. Uh, and someone at the church was um, not very nice to me was, and not just a little bit, like a lot <laughs> and over and over and over. And I didn't understand it. Uh, I went, tried to talk to them and then I got kind of angry, like, um, you know, I don't have to forgive them. I haven't done anything wrong. Like, they did this to me. I haven't done anything to them. And just felt so self-righteous, like I was the good person and they were the bad person. And so, you know, that went on for a while. But, you know, God doesn't leave us where we are. He takes us to where he wants us to be. And he was not going to leave me there. I was not allowed to feel like... You know, I, I was righteous. Like I had to look at me and, um, came to a point where he just was like, you're going to have to love her with the love of the Lord. And, you know, over and over, I kept thinking I did, I forgave her and I went on and she'd do something and it became just a big burden. And, um, the Lord was just like, you have to forgive her. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't, I'm not really able to do that, which is very true. We are um, naturally sinners. We're naturally evil. <laughs> right. We don't like to think of ourselves that way, but that's our nature. And so if we're going to be something besides that, then we've got to work at it. This being a Christian is a lot of work mm -hmm. because I'm not naturally a good person. And so anything I want to be good at, what do I got to do? Practice, 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 right. <laughs> don't I? Hmm. I have to practice and practice and practice. But this was, I was new at this. And so, um, 
you know, finally when I realized that I couldn't do it myself, um, I was, we were in this big conference room and people were talking and probably they talked about forgiveness, but I don't remember that. I remember just hearing God, you are going to fix this. We have to work through this. And, and I'm like, I cannot do this. I can't forgive her myself. And he's like, I know you can't, but I can. Mm. And so in the middle of this conference, they start singing this song and they say, now I want you to give up and just get up and just go around and sing and shake hands with all the people while you're singing. And what does the Lord do? First person I meet when I walk out of the aisle is this person I don't want to forgive. Mm. And this is the song. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. I can see in you the glory of my king. I love you with the love of the Lord. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Not that I could do it myself, but if I can see in her, someone that was mean and awful, the glory of my king, that he could love them through me. Oh, man, what a breakthrough. Like, it was just like, like everything fell away. And, and I, I got it, like that light bulb moment. I see, this is how this works. I can't do it, but he can through me. And, and he's had to over and over, like, show me that. And that was what I was going to ask. So, you know, I mean, that was definitely like an aha moment, you know, what we would call an aha moment, right? Like just where the light bulb, like you say, came on. But did you ever have issues with her again after that moment? Oh my goodness, years and years of it. Hmm. But the beauty of that was that aha moment would almost, when she would do something, make me get a little side smile, like a little, you know, oh, I can't do this, but God can. And I don't know what he's doing, but use me if you're going to. Like mm-hmm. I, And as a new Christian, like I was just, I wanted everybody to just be nice. And yeah. life isn't like that. That's just crazy. I didn't grow up knowing that. You know, I grew up in a pretty rough, rough place. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad drank a lot and we, we had it pretty tough. And uh, so it wasn't like I had, but I thought Christians were different. But we're not. <laughs> we're the same. We're just... Yeah. We're just all covered with grace and the, you know, the love of the Lord. And that's what makes us different is grace. Hmm. And I think when we receive that grace from him and that love and that forgiveness, how many times do we have to go to him and say, I am so sorry. Yeah. 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 If I get that 10 times a day, why can't I give that back 20? (laughs) You know, like I don't deserve the forgiveness I get. Well, the people around me don't either, but man, if I'm going to ask for it, I better be willing to give it. And, and I think another probably more powerful story and probably harder for me to tell, but this is, this is the deep part of it. I'm going to get deep, deep, deep on you. (laughs) (laughs) When I was growing up, I was abused and that abuse, um, was, um, devastating to me, changed me as a person. And, and one of the things I want to you know, first I wanted for my kids, I didn't want them to wait till they were 18 to accept Christ. I wanted them to have Christ from the beginning of their lives um, because I didn't want them to be where I was and, and, and doing it late in life. But um, I came up to a place where God was really saying, you've got to forgive this person. And man, try to forgive somebody who has done that to you as a kid, like a vulnerable kid. What, uh, I, mean, ju- I mean, just can you 
explain that a little bit more, what, what you're talking about, what you're referencing? It was sexual abuse, and I was a young girl. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, probably uh, first, second grade. Mm. And so, um, you know, and, and I have every right not to forgive that, right? Don't I? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody would say, you have every right not to forgive that. But God doesn't leave us where we are. <laughs> he takes us where he wants us to be. And, and uh, you can tell that when he speaks to me, it's always in weird places. I'm sitting in my car. And I really over and over forgave this person. But sitting in my car waiting on a friend to come and I'm listening to the radio. I can't tell you who was talking or even if they talked about forgiveness. But as clear as day, God said to me that you have to give forgiveness and and by giving that forgiveness, um, and I couldn't do that myself, of course. I couldn't do that myself. But Jesus says, okay, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And so I want a justice. Somebody has to pay. You know, I want justice for this. If nobody pays, then I don't feel like I can't be better. Right. <laughs> and, and so God says, okay, Vengeance is mine. I'll take this vengeance upon me. I will get justice for you. Hmm. And I sit there for a moment and he says, but my justice is I took that sin. I carried it to the cross. Mm. I put my arms out and I took it upon myself. If my justice is I take it upon my, that sin upon myself and forgive that person. And it was just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, justice isn't mine, it's his. And his justice is forgiveness. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. And, you know, at first that was hard. Like, that isn't the kind of justice I expected. But then I come to him with all my garbage and say, will you forgive me? Hmm. And, and I can say, well, my, the things I didn't wrong aren't that, did wrong aren't that bad. But the scales of God are different than the scales of man. Mm-hmm. And we cannot judge people by man's scales. We have to judge by God's scales. Praise God we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. praise God mm-hmm. that we judge. He judges in a way that we don't. I heard um, I heard a, a preacher say once he was talking about forgiveness and dealing with, you know, something similar to that, only more personal, right? Like the baggage that we put on God. And, and he said, you know, you know, there, there are certain things that we do when we don't forgive ourselves where we say, all right, God, like your grace is not enough. And I mean, when you said that, like that came back, Mm -hmm. like back to me, like not only is enough for that, but then even the perspective of how I look at other people when it comes to forgiveness and understanding that like his grace is big enough. It is enough for that person as well. And again, that, perspective i've i've not thought about it like that i always think that vengeance okay like there's gonna be justice you know but right. the justice being grace oh my yeah. <laughs> wow yeah, that's hard <laughs> yeah. yeah cody what about you i mean as we talk well, was, about okay sir no as we talk about this like you know kind of what have you heard i mean we we've been thinking about this you know through the week what what, what have you heard god kind of speaking into your heart you know when it comes to forgiveness oh well, I wanted to. Can I ask you a question then? From that, um, what does what does forgiveness look like after? So you have these moments, these aha moments, right? 
What does forgiveness look like to you after those aha moments? Because like, I know that like, it's not like a, maybe it's a light bulb for you in that moment that, that, but it's not a light bulb in an action. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Cause you got to live. You got to live after that. And let's say that maybe some people out there are like in a marital issue or have marital issues and it's back and forth and uh, maybe they forgive one or the other or both, but then they have to consistently be there with each other. So what, what is something like, what is a healthy way through that? I mean, what does that look like? Okay, the first thing I would say is that the Bible is the living Word of God. And so if I want to be something, then I have to begin to live this. Mm. To live it, I have to read it. I have to, he says, write your word on my heart, on your heart, write my word on your heart that you might not sin against me. Mm. That means if I know this, it's hard for me to sin. If this is written on my heart, it's hard for me to sin. Mm-hmm. The lack of forgiveness is sin. And so, just like I said before, you know, I had to practice it. I had to every day. When I, when I was learning to play ball and I couldn't hit, I would throw the ball up and swing, throw the ball up and swing, throw the ball up and swing. <laughs> and when I finally got the muscle memory of what it felt like to hit, mm-hmm. where I met the ball, all of those things, then I became a good hitter. Mm-hmm. That's the way our Christian life is. I had to practice forgiveness for her every single time. And I would go to him and say, I can't. And then he'd remind me, no, you can't, but I can. Yeah. And she needed love. You know, most people aren't evil because they're evil. They're evil because they're hurting. Right. And hurt people hurt people. They do. And healed people heal people. Yes, it's yeah. so true. And so if we can see them as why, you know, why did that happen? You know, and love them anyway. And you know, Cody, I think it's just practice for me. Mm-hmm. You know, God has brought people into my life over and over again because He wants me to be a forgiving person to teach me how to forgive. And and if I don't get it, man, He'll hammer at home. Praise Jesus! Right. Like I thank Him for not leaving me where I am. Yeah. And I am grateful that He put people in my life who've been mean to me mm-hmm. over and over. I had somebody tell me once. I went to him like, "Why is this happening?" Because it happened at work in a workplace once. And I said, "Why? What have I done to you?" And she's like, "You didn't do anything, but everybody tre- treats you like you're a princess." I'm like, "That's not my fault. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this?" They treat me like I'm a princess too. <laughs> do they? Yeah. But but it was one of those things like. I can't change what was, I can't change what was going to happen. I can only change my reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And God calls me to be more than anger and, and grudge, holding a grudge. He calls me to love and grace. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that. I practice it over and over. You know, Jim gives me lots of practice with forgiving. Yes. Because he just constantly drives me up the tree. <laughs> he that gives is, me lots of that's practice. my typical that's, Stokey. That's my no. dad's yeah. spiritual gift. It is criticism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, going back to that because I want to flush that out a little bit. Um, so it, it's about practice, but what about like the practical feelings of it? What's it feel like? You know, and I think we can all kind of maybe you know hit on this, but. But what does it feel like when you're practicing that thing? Well, I think it's hard first. Mm. It's really hard because they're not going to change almost ever. That's, yeah. It's not going to change. And if it's someone you work with or someone you're with a lot, 
then you're going to be faced with it every single day. And I think if we don't, if we don't just embrace the fact that this is God working through us, I want to be like Jesus. And if that's going to happen, then I have to let him work through me. Maybe all these things don't sound doable, but, but I know well, that's they what I was are. Say. Like, how, how do we know that they're doable? You know, I mean, because I, because in reality, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people move beyond some of the, some oh, of the things you're that so we're right. talking about. You're right. But let me tell you something though. And this, I'm, I'm coming at this from a place that's not fair. I've been doing this for 40 years <laughs> and I promise you, God has put people in my life, little things to forgive and big things to forgive. So you're 40 years old. I wish. No. She, she looks 25. Remember, I told you I was 18 when I became a Christian. So, before, so seven years. Oh, wait. Let's do the math. Seven. So before that, I didn't know any better. And, and when I knew better, then I had to do better. Uh, but you're right. You know, maybe this all sounds like... Um, a fairy tale. It sounds like a fairy tale. Right. But it's not because being a Christian's hard. And it's mm. every day. And I swear to you, if you write his word on your heart, if you really are doing that, like don't depend on Kevin to make sure you know what the word says. Depend on yourself every day to know what his word says. And you'll know that in the, in the Bible, there's 121 places where he talks about forgiveness. You only know that if you spend time in it. Mm. And, and I, you know, Jim is way better at this than me. I'm, I'm like a um, binger. Like I'll binge the Bible for a while and then I'll take a break. And I'll listen to music and do whatever. Jim, every day, gets up, every day, reads, reads, reads. And, and he's still grumpy in the mornings. Yeah, he's mm. not a morning person. But, <laughs> but I think that, and this sounds so simple, it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And having somebody not afraid to say to you, you know, you got to get over that. Mm. You're going to have to forgive them. And not just get over it. That's the big difference. This isn't about getting over somebody doing something to us. Because you hold on to it. It's like baggage. So let me tell you what I did. Every time I would carry it as a load and I would feel the burden of it because I'm so mad they won't leave me alone. They won't quit. I'm doing the best I can. Just just let it go. I have to take it, take the baggage off and lay it at the foot of the cross. This Mm -hmm. is yours. It's not mine. Then the next day I get up, it starts over and then I have this baggage I'm carrying around. (laughs) And, and, you know, he will carry our burdens, you Mm. know, his, his load is, is heavy. Our load is light because he'll take it. Um, and I know these all sound like platitudes and, and they sound like, but I swear it's, it's his word speaking to us and through us. And, and if we're willing to constantly get up and say, this day is yours and mean it, like not just say it, but mean it, then every day someone wrongs us, we can forgive them. We were on a, um, Kairos weekend and, um, there was a, minister there his name is brian schreiber incredible man um good friend and uh he he spoke to um the men that were you know on that weekend and we usually have i don't know there's usually like 40 of us total or something like that and so half those are you know inmates and we're there and he starts talking about forgiving yourself which you know I mean, it's one thing to forgive another person, but then, you know, even forgiving yourself is a completely, I mean, it's similar principles, but it's a completely different animal in, in how you, you know, go about that. But the thing he said, and just when you said that, 
you know, taking it to the cross and laying it, you know, on the cross reminded me of, you know, this, the thing that he said, which is when, when those things, when those burdens would come on him and he would feel that. And I always get this way where I just feel incapacitated for, you know, I, I, I become incapacitated for the work that God wants to do in and through me, you know, because I start that self wallow or self wallowing. Is that right? Is that the right? Self pity. Wallering. 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 Yeah. How do you say hi in Kentuckian? Hi, y'all. Howdy. <laughs> but you, you, you get, you know, you just kind of just come within yourself and you just, you really, you get bummed and you just, you don't want to do anything. You don't mm-hmm. motivated, you know, and, and you even, you can even, I mean, there have been times where God has been, has clearly said, go do this thing. And I just don't want to. Now when I do, I feel lighter hearted. Right. Mm-hmm. But we incapacitate ourselves. And he said in those moments, he, he told the men, the men in that room, he said, he said, you say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And he chose me and he loves me, you know, and I, I used it, you know, I've used that, um, so much in my life, you know, when I get to those places and I just have to continue to remind myself, but it's not just, you know, going back to that, you know, that point that you made at the beginning and the forgiveness that God gives even others and his grace being sufficient for them as well. Like it is, they are a child of God as well. You know, it's not just me, a child. they are too. And so you know, as we, as we live together and as we forgive and as we love, like we have to see them. And this is exactly what you're talking about, mom. We have to see them with different eyes. We have to see them with, with different glasses. We have to see them, you know, the way that God sees them. And only when we see them in that way, do they become lovable again Mm -hmm. to us? Sure. So true. I think that, you know, where we, I think we fell as humans at times because we put expectations on people, right? Mm -hmm the ones that hurt us, like we, we have these expectations when that's not our job. Right. I mean, I, I can think of times in my life where, you know, forgiveness was something that I had to go through with, with people. And, and the hardest times for me to forgive was when I had expectations of them. Like, this is what I expect this person to do in this circumstance. And they, and they failed, you know, but I was failing at that time too. I mean, that's what you were mentioning earlier. We're natural sinners, failures, um, suffers, you know, so that's one of the things that it's helped me when I realize that, like through the growth of my faith recently is just, man, like just understanding that we don't set parameters or expectations for others. Right. And one thing we don't think about is that for every wrong that's been done to us, we have wronged someone else. Oh my. We do not look at ourselves like I, I need to go ask forgiveness. And, and God would reveal that to me so much from the time I was really young yeah. <laughs> that I had. And let me tell you, if you go say you're sorry to somebody, the the way that changes you is forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time we were we left Kroger's and one of the kids had grabbed a candy bar off the candy bar rack. And we got it in the car. It wasn't me. <laughs> we, we got in the car and they there they sat with this candy bar. I'm like, No. Four kids. I've already been through the grocery store with four kids for an hour. I did not want to go back in, but we unbuckle. We go back in. All of us go back in. We walk up to the cash lady and we say, I say, now you do that. Give the candy bar back and tell her you're sorry you stole that. Let me tell you, that message of that, that is like forever in their mind. Mm -hmm. They will never steal again. (laughs) Can we blame Brian for that? 
I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> it was Brian. She's smiling. <laughs> but forgiveness is like that too. Like if I do something wrong and I go to somebody and have to say, Cody, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke about you behind your back and mm-hmm. said things I should never have said. Um, man, like it makes me never want to do it again because I don't ever want to have to say I'm sorry <laughs> to someone because I was, but we always take wrongs. Like, I've never done anything this bad to anyone. Right. But that's not true. You know why that is? <laughs> it's because when it's our own stuff, it's always way more complicated than when it's other people's stuff. It's yeah. easier to just put that thing on another person to see them in a certain way, to almost dehumanize them, like make this make them a thing mm-hmm. rather than a person. Mm-hmm. And it's easier than to project that stuff onto them. But when it comes to us, well, it's not that easy because it's more complicated. Right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I know all the things that went into me doing that thing. And I know that my intentions weren't what that person perceived them to be. And I know, and so I, then I, the, you know, my side of it can be, I start making excuses for myself, right? Justify your, and your behavior. I'm really convincing person to myself. Like when I start making excuses, I always believe myself when I make my excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, do you do that, Nate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not excited about it like we are. I know. Why, why are you guys so excited? <laughs> Cause we're not alone, man. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, he's clear on the other side of the room by himself in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, those are fantastic points. Um, so, okay. It, it it not being as easy as this. What like what are the emotions like? What are the feelings like? You know, when when you're going through that process and and that that stuff is in you and this, and this thing is happening and it's not just happened. It's continuing to happen. Right. And in, in some, some of the circumstances that you've been through, like what are the, what are the feelings? Like what is the, what is the, you know, the up and down, or maybe it wasn't up and down. Maybe it was just this constant euphoria that you felt the rest of your life from that point. Right. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I hate to admit this. Okay. But my first thing when somebody does something wrong, I am so mad. Mm. Like it's like anger is my first response. Like you don't want to be near me if you do something wrong to me because I don't have a lot of a good filter. Mm. And so my first reaction is I'm so mad. Why in the world would somebody do that? You know, and, and self, you know, that whole self-righteous thing. And, and then I have to kind of work through that. You know, I have to work through, um, I'm so, I'm so upset. I'm so angry. I'm so, and then I have to deescalate, de, you know, bring myself down. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think for me, um, and part of it is because of the counseling background, you know, I have a certification in biblical Yeah, we didn't get into that. I know. We should give you a plug here. Yeah, I do biblical counseling. I love counseling kids. That's my my best thing. Now, when you see, I do counseling too, Mom. I don't know if you knew this. Hey. Yeah. We got I that mean, in common. Almost like we're twins. I'm kind of a big deal. Please yeah. explain, Kevin. <laughs> Please. I've, I've heard you're a big deal. <laughs> From you. Thank you, Mommy. Th- Burn. Th- th- you, you, are, you are a big deal, Kevin. Thank you, Mommy. <laughs> um, but I always tell them when I start my counseling, I am not a professional counselor, so anything I say, like, you know, like, I'm saying it from the Bible, but it's on you if I screw you up. Are you, do you say that? I Is don't. That- I usually say, 
I am not the counselor Jesus is. Oh. That when you come to me, yeah, when you come to me, I will help walk you through what God wants you to do. Mm. Um, so I, of course, when I do my at-home counseling, it's only with people who believe in Jesus as their Savior because he is the one that's going to really and ultimately heal them. And, and that's nice and easy for that part of it. And I say easy, it's not. People, you know, we are hurting people. We hurt mm. each other mm-hmm. and we are hurting. And, and, and when we talk about forgiveness, we're almost always trying to forgive the person who has hurt us, but they're hurting too. Mm-hmm. They're hurting so bad. Um, at school, it's a little harder because, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't bring Jesus into it, but it's just that forgiveness is still important mm. no matter whether you're a Christian or not. I feel like every time I'm pouring something into them, someday God's going to use that to remind them and to yeah. bring them to him. Mm. And don't, and, and don't you think, I mean, you know, that, that I think is a really big deal. Don't you think the, well, let me, let me start this a little bit differently. Um, so one of the things that that happens is when we go to forgive or we feel like somebody's wronged us is what is our responsibility in that you know what is our responsibility and and we absolutely have resp- a responsibility you know to to act in in a certain way and every 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 situation calls for something else but what about the holy spirit you know and how much you know, I just, I think about like, even in, in, in my marriage, you know, there are a lot of things that like, I want to change about my wife, right? Like, just like I'm, I, I don't know if there's a lot that she wants to change about me, but I know <laughs> like there's some things there. Maybe one thing. <laughs> Wake up every day. I'm excellent. <laughs> I choked up Sorry, I choked up on my water. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when we get in those situations where there, there are pieces of this that we can't control. How do we let go, you know, because re- the reality is like, it's like just what you said, like it's trusting the Holy Spirit to move in that situation in a way that you never could because like you said, Jesus is the ultimate counselor, you know, and, and he speaks to our hearts in ways that no one else could. And so do we really trust that the Holy Spirit is working on them when we're not necessarily seeing it in their life, you know? Um, we're not seeing the movement, you know, we see the problem, but we don't see the movement. How do you know, it's difficult to trust the Holy Spirit in that. It is, but he is not, he is not on our agenda. And, and I think that's really important. You want something fixed or we want something fixed, Hmm. but that might not be where God is working at that point. And he is always working and, you know, he is always working on all of us, even those who don't know him. He is constantly pursuing them. He wants them more than we want those who don't love him. But he is, he never wants to leave us where we are. So without question, the person you're talking about, whether they're dragging their feet through their journey, God is still working on them. And I think, I think as we're on this journey, forgiveness is a critical part of this journey because the lack of forgiveness slows us down. You know, forgiveness brings us to a place where we can um, let go of our anger and grudge and, and allow God to fill us with peace and love. Um, as long as we have that hate and anger and, and, you know, animosity, God can't fill us with what he wants us to be filled with. And if we hold on to it and embrace it and walk around with it, like it's ours, we deserve, you know, we deserve to feel this way. Um, we're, we're not allowing him to help us walk on that journey. And, and I think when we talk about, um, 
you know, how we react. You know, the first thing I am is angry. The second thing I am is on my knees because I know this isn't what I need to be doing, Mm -hmm. but I also know God's got something planned. Is he going to use me? Do I need to go to them and say, listen, what you said, and I do this a lot, really upset me. It really hurt me. Um, I know you may not have meant for it to, and sometimes they did mean for it to because they wanted to get something across to me. Um, Then I've got to look at it like, did I need to hear that? Mm. You know, did I need to hear that I get treated like a princess. Yes, I did, because I want people to treat me like a princess, so I react in a way that makes people want to take care of me. Mm. Well, Val, that's not very good either, you know? (laughs) Like, you know, that's not like being nice to people because I'm a nice person. That's being nice to people so they'll be nice to me. You know, do I need to hear what they're saying? I have to look at that every single time, even if it's not a Christian because... You know, when Jim comes at me, Jim's good at just rubbing hard on those rough edges. Um, and I appreciate that in him because I, I'm not afraid to say to him what and know that he's going to give me truth. And it's going to hurt sometimes. And he's going to tell me, you need to you need to straighten this up. But, but do I need to hear it? And if I need to hear it, then I need to absorb that as something God has taught me and, and forgive and go on. Sometimes I need to go to them and say, hey, this isn't okay. Mm. And sometimes that goes well, but sometimes it doesn't. The The way that I word what you just said is, what is God trying to say to me about myself or mm. himself in this situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's you, every, in, every, in every obstacle, in every struggle, in every issue, when someone comes to me and says a hard truth to me or, some, or, or even something that, that I feel is like blatantly like, idiotic right mm-hmm. i you know i still ask that question because it just you know natural now but initially it was very difficult to to do that you know is to to when i when that comes to me all right god like right now my emotions are anger my emotions are you know just frustration my emotions are sadness my emotions are depression whatever they are but now going into it like that you know it it again it puts the it it shifts your perspective to where you're not putting the okay well they have to change mm-hmm. it it becomes well i have to change and i can take this you know what and this is hard to hear but like god you like you are speaking about this in this situation but you're not speaking about that and so i can throw that in the garbage because that's what it was and it hurt me but it doesn't matter because you gave me truth mm-hmm. even when maybe pain was what was Necessary. wanting to be sent to me, you know, from that other person or, or yeah, even necessary. Right. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. think God, I think God speaks to us through his word, but when we won't listen and sometimes it takes a hammer hmm. <laughs> and, and when it takes a hammer, I want him to hammer me. I don't want him to leave me where I am, you know, hammer me if I need it, but I got to be willing to look, step back and say, Is, did you mean for this to speak to me? Hmm. And and then if, if it never ends, I always have to remember that God is working on other people and they're working through some of these things. And my love and grace and forgiveness can help them. You know, if I'm able to forgive somebody, even if they don't ask for it or even if they don't think they want it, if I'm able to do it, I'm showing them a part of who Jesus is and he calls us to be like him. And if we're like him, then we forgive. Yeah. And Man, that's the bottom line. No matter how hard it is, if we want to be like him, then we forgive. <laughs> well, even you know, in, in Matthew, 
I mean, he, he makes it very clear. If you do not forgive, mm. what is, what is the <laughs> outcome of that? Well, yeah. he will not forgive you. Mm. If you do not forgive, he will not forgive. And that is, that is a, that is a tough thing. And I, I'm, let me ask, let me ask this, you know, just, do we believe that forgiveness is an emotion? What do you think, Nate? Forgiveness is suffering. It is. It sucks sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would call it an emotion. Yeah. If it's not an emotion, it causes a lot of them. I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but wouldn't, wouldn't you say to, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we feel like when it when we forgive, like it should just automatically be this rainbows and, and flowers, you know, feeling, right? That that we should have just a peace about this person. And I that is that is Never not the case. promised. No. <laughs> That's not promised. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus forgave, but what what did he get? Death. Yeah. The most miserable and terrible and awful night of his life. When he took the sin on the world, and then you know, we think we think the physical aspect of what Jesus went through, well, like, was the bad thing. And I'm, dude, that's bad stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. But human beings went through that, just like Jesus did. Let me tell you what he went through that we didn't. God turned his back on him. Mm-hmm. We have never known a moment in our life where God turned his back on us. Never once have we experienced that, or do we even know what that feels like? Now, hell—that's what hell's going to be. And and the and, and people who go to hell will know what that feels like. But Jesus is the only one who God turned his back on <laughs> in that perfect relationship. I mean, you think about like marriages that were that were you know these beautiful relationships, right? But then were ripped apart and how devastating that is for an individual involved. Now, take that, multiply it by a billion. This is the relationship that God had with his son. His son did nothing wrong but he turned his back on him. Can you imagine what that rip felt like? You know, that, that's what we don't see. You know, that's what we don't, and, and so I, forgiveness isn't this happy feeling that we get and this peace. Now God does bless us with that sometimes and, and praise him for that because man, there are times where I need that relief, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes he lets us stay in the yuck, you know, to move to a place where we can be you know, his children on a level that we could never have experienced without that. And I love the way he never, like, you forgive someone and and they don't just go away. Like, you have to, and you have to prove that you've forgiven them. Mm. Like, you, because every time you see them, (laughs) every time you get that gut-wrenching, or whatever, you know, I got to try again. Like, okay, Lord, I didn't do as good a job as I thought. And so I, and that's just, you got to see them. And, and you got to keep working at it and working on it. And they don't deserve it, but neither do we. Right. And it's, it's a hard place. It's a hard thing. Good job, y'all. Mama, thank you for joining us. Sure, this has been fun. You guys yeah. are awesome. Same time next week. <laughs> Depends on the topic. She's making us look really bad. Yeah, you know, yeah she I'm, smoked us. I'm passionate about this topic. Yeah. That's yeah. why he called me. He knows that. But I have a lot of passion for this. Some mm. of the other stuff, maybe not so much. With, with a son like Kevin, you have to be very passionate. <laughs> have, yes. to be, have to be forgiving. <laughs> I would say Brian more than Kevin. Yeah. You know um, what? We could also talk about uh, childbirth 
with a woman in the room now and like it actually have <laughs> yeah, right. be valid, so like a valid conversation. I you think, do realize that was like 40 years ago. Right. I'm not sure I have right. any, any recollection. <laughs> well, of. I got dogged. I got dogged about that one. They were like, you should name your podcast three guys trying to talk about a woman having a baby and i was like oh that's too long sorry that's great. yeah that's great. yeah yeah maybe not um anyway i let me you know we you made this comment cody where you said it sounds like a fairy tale mm. and I, it it made me think of an illustration i heard once where um, the preacher was talking about why do we why do we love why do we love good stories you know happy endings why do we love superhero stories why do we love you know these things and the reason like we love a good story is because ultimately every good story every story that has a good ending that leaves us with that you know that just fulfilled mm-hmm. closure you know to it is a reflection of Jesus Christ. It's a reflection of God and the story that we have in him because we get a happy ending, mm-hmm. you know, in all this. And in this life, you will have trouble, right? I heard that somewhere. Yes, you do. In, in this life, we will have trouble, but he is faithful, man. And we have a hope of a future in him where it will be perfect and it will be the fairy tale ending and it will that this is the way c.s lewis says when he ends the chronicles of narnia you know you have that ending where they die and you're like oh why did they die but then it says they they go back to narnia was it back to narnia they went they went somewhere and it says every day from that day on was better than the one before that's what we're all looking forward to you know and Mm -hmm. and it hurts it's painful there are struggle there's hardship there's forgiveness and forgiving and forgiving yourself and being forgiven and doing the hard things in this life. But we can do it because we know this is not what we were created for. We were created for so much more. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, mama. No, Nate. No. Good job as usual. Cody. Say goodbye in Arabic. What did he say? Arabic? I didn't look that one up. Arabic? Goodbye in Arabic? Arabic. Okay, how about this then? Canadian. Oh. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> in Canadian. Good. <laughs> Say goodbye in Canadian. Mm, goodbye. <laughs> what about in Kentuckian? Goodbye. Bye, yes. y'all. y'all. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>